Hey guys, welcome back to episode six of Journal Podcast. Um, Today I'm going to talk a little bit about my relationship with food and kind of the story of when I started struggling with food and kind of where I am now. So let's just get into it, I guess. Um, When... I was five years old. My dad went to um, Iraq for the first time. He traveled a lot when I was younger. And um, when I was five, I was in kindergarten. He went away for about eight months, I believe. And he was kind of away my entire kindergarten year. So my brother and I were left with my mom and my mom was kind of our sole caretaker when my brother and I were really little and I had never had an issue with food when I was when I was um kind of a baby and then a toddler really until um that year kindergarten Um, And when my dad first left, I had never had an issue with food. I (laughs) would eat my fruits and vegetables. Um, I didn't have any specific foods that I wouldn't eat. I was kind of just a normal kid, I guess I would say. Um, But when my dad went to Iraq for the first time, and my mom was taking care of us alone, um she would make foods for dinner and this is stuff that I you know just barely remember but um it's there and it's kind of seared into my brain but she would make us foods maybe I don't know I'll make up some meal um she'd make say steak and potatoes with asparagus and when I was little my dad was there my parents would say you know you eat your fruits and vegetables I would eat my fruits and vegetables because they were both there and they were both telling me you eat your fruits and vegetables when it was just my mom um I guess I felt that I could act up and I felt that um I think I was kind of sad and I missed my dad and I just was sick of my mom being the only one telling me what to do all the time and I just didn't want to listen and I stopped eating those foods, those green foods, those fruits, literally anything. I mean, I started with with the green foods and it worked from there and I refused to eat them and my mom you know she didn't know what to do I mean she had to take care of another child I wasn't the only priority you know she had my brother to take care of as well and me eating my vegetables as a child wasn't the main issue um, presented before her. I mean, I'm sure she was going through a lot with my dad away as well. 
So she kind of didn't focus on it. She let me off. It got to the point where she realized, you know, this has been too long. You, you've got to do something about this. You know, this is five, six-year-old me. Um, and she would say, you can't go to bed or you can't leave the table um, until you finish your fruits and vegetables. So I wouldn't leave the table. I refused to eat them and I would lay there. I, I would sleep at the table. I'd fall asleep at the table almost every single night. I sat the head of the um, I sat at the head of the table every night in the same spot I remember vividly and I picked up my placemat slowly fell apart because I got so bored and I would fall asleep there every night I fell asleep at the dinner table and I'd wake up and the day would start over again. And, you know, if I could go back, I would literally give anything to tell my stubborn five-year-old self to freaking eat your vegetables or eat fruit. But I can't. And, um, you know, that continued to happen. My dad, um, he was away on and off. Until I was probably like nine, eight or nine. And when he would come back, you know, he would yell and my mom would yell and everyone was yelling at me, you know, you have to eat this. You have to eat this. And so I would eat it. And that's when I would start to throw up. Ten years old, I would eat the green thing I would eat whatever it was and I would force myself to throw up right there in front of them after eating it to show them this is what happens when I eat something when you make me eat something that I don't want to eat I would say, you know, this is my automatic response. This is what's going to happen. You can't make me eat it. Do you want me to throw up here every time? And that continued to happen for a really long time. And it's kind of how I first formed that poor relationship with food. Um, in middle school and high school, um, I first had... My experiences with dieting culture, and I've talked a little bit about dieting culture in the past, but um, I've never been that super skinny girl, never. Um, and that's my body type. You know, my parents aren't um, stick figures. They're not overweight, but they are not, you know tiny people and that's just not who I am that's not my genetics I'm an athlete I have an athletic build 
Um, but given that I have never eaten fruits or vegetables, um, and there are a lot of other specific things that I do not eat, I felt as though I was unhealthy. And I, I got that from a lot of people. You know, I didn't believe people for a long time. I thought, oh, I don't give a crap what they're saying. I'm me, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, people are tell me stuff like, you're going to die young because this. You're going to be obese. And it started to get into my head as young as probably 12, 13 years old. And then I started the classic um, introduction to eating disorder course in things like my fitness pal, you know, good friend, my fitness pal, um, and so many other apps and counting calories. And I actually was forced by my mother to carry around a pad of paper for multiple years, multiple years, I said, and um, write down every single thing I would eat. And at some points I would even have to, you know, take it in to her, get it checked off, and it would be like, hey, why'd you have this brownie? And that was, that was really just an an introduction to the dieting culture that has haunted me for eight plus years. Um, so yeah, dieting culture began. I started to look at myself in the mirror and I would cry at night and think, oh, because I'm not as skinny as these girls, I'm not as pretty. And that was hurtful. That was, I would, I would say such mean things to myself. And I, once I got into high school, I had set my aspirations on being a college athlete. And that's when my parents really came into play. And I'd like to preface this with, I love my parents so much and I'm so blessed for every single thing they've done for me. And not at all am I blaming them for my relationship with food and my disordered eating. But this is my story. I um, set my aspirations on playing a college sport and I wanted to be a college athlete. And every day, every single day, I would get a comment from my mother or my father saying, you need to do, you need to work out more if you if you want to play your sport in college, 
You, did you go to the track today? Did you go to the gym today? Are you going to eat that brownie? You just worked out. You don't need to eat ice cream after you work out. Do you know how many calories is in that? Shut the fridge. You don't need to eat any more today. I could go on. I, I really could. Um, and starting, literally starting with freshman year, starting at 14 years old, my parents also said, let's do group dieting. Yeah, it's really fun for a 14-year-old girl who's, by the way, not overweight, to um, do a group diet with her parents where they check in um, to make sure that you're eating correctly and you're not eating any desserts and you're not um, gaining weight. It's, it was hard. Um, it led to a lot of screaming matches, a lot of fights. I've seen dietitians. I've I've done a lot of crap. I've taken a lot of freaking nutrients. I can't think of the right word right now. Diet like dietary supplements. Um, I've taken freaking weight loss pills from a young age because that is what I was given. Um, it's it's been a lot, and my junior and senior years of high school. I was so afraid of what I looked like. I would only wear one-piece bathing suits the majority of the time. I was scared to go to the pool or to go to the beach with my guy friends because I was embarrassed in photographs with my friends. I would put my arm over my stomach or have them stand in front of me if I was wearing a bathing suit. I wouldn't wear any tight clothes. I had a body that I think I should have been showing off, honestly. And um, I didn't wear a crop top until like sophomore year of college because I was afraid and I still go home and have these issues but I have these issues at school as well over winter break I think I may have addressed this in the past but this is a serious issue. Um, my parents said once again, you know, let's, we're going to do a group diet. And I didn't feel like arguing it. I've argued so much. I have screamed. I've yelled. I said, I'm trying so hard. And I've kind of skipped over the place where, you know, I've, I've done a lot of crap trying to to figure out my relationship with these green foods, with etc. I'll talk about that in a second. But my parents said, let's do a group diet. And we're all going to write our weights 
on the mirror every day. Now this was about three months ago. And I did it. I, I, I did that. I wrote my freaking way on my parents' bathroom mirror every single day. Do you know what that does to a girl? To her mental state? And to get comments, to get praise, or get shot down from your parent every single day telling you, oh, good job, you lost a pound. I see you've gained a pound today. Who gives a freaking crap? I have not weighed myself since I erased my weights off the mirror two months ago. I'm afraid of the scale and I never want to weigh myself again. I'm physically afraid of a number. It's scary. It's very scary. Um, I also skipped over a little bit of this, but I do have obsessive compulsive disorder. Which I, as well as a couple therapists and dietitians I've seen in the past, believe that this is what has created such a difficulty with me and a lot of foods and colors and textures. Um, I'm sure if you are familiar with eating disorders, you may have heard of fear foods. Um, This is very general, very, very general, but maybe someone with anorexia, um, which is basically a disorder where you limit your food intake um, or you do not eat at all. Um, Someone with anorexia may have a fear food of a piece of cheesecake or um, a piece of chocolate or I don't know, whatever, something that they believe um, would make them gain weight and that they've been avoiding for a very long time. And my fear foods are very, very different. Um, I have several fear foods and a lot of them are unfortunately the healthiest foods for you I am strongly fearful of vegetables and ha 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 yes that's super funny but I will literally cry if I'm trying to eat them I mean swallowing this I, I've I've done a hell of a lot of work to try to do to try to eat um, any sort of vegetable salad um, cucumber I don't know I'm just ra- naming random stuff but I mean I've 
I don't know if you've taken a shot and chased it after with something, but that's literally what I've done trying to eat some of my fear foods. Um, if I see somebody eating a hamburger, I will nearly throw up. I have some gag reflexes. I get physically ill when I see these fear foods in front of me. And, you know, people make fun of me a lot. I get jokes. I get, yesterday we had a nutritionist come talk to my team and I asked the question I ask every single nutritionist I've seen or I talk to and I say, this is a serious question. You know, what do you believe um, works best as a supplement for vegetables? Um, I know that there's no real supplement for vegetables, but what do you think is the best? And I had a teammate go, there's no supplement for vegetables. Like, vegetables are vegetables. And then people were snickering and laughing. And that's hurtful. It's, it is really hurtful. Um, I had someone say to me, a friend's boyfriend two weeks ago or last week or something, um, say to me, you know, you really got to figure your stuff out with food because it's really weird or you really have to figure that out. Like, that's really bad. You have to figure that out. Like, there's something wrong with you. No shit. There's something wrong with me. I'm so sorry I just said that because I don't normally say words like that. But seriously, you don't think I freaking know that? Come on. Like, please be careful about your language around food. Because there are people that are very sensitive to food. And that's really freaking hurtful. It bothers me when people think that they're telling you something for the first time. And you've been dealing with this crap for your whole life. So please, guys, watch your words. But anyway, um, I struggle every single day with food. It's a constant fight. It's a constant battle of me knowing that I do need to manage my weight. But there is a balance between being restricting your food intake and getting the calories that I need to be the college athlete that I am as well as realizing that I need to love my body because I am beautiful and strong and one hell of a woman and also the comments I get from other people and the lack of acknowledgement um, and kind of, I guess, what's the word? Ignorance. You know, people don't know what I've been through. People don't know what I'm going through right now and how hard I'm working to try to get better. Um, so, you know, don't make comments that you don't know about. 
I actually was going to go to an eating disorder clinic, but I couldn't get off the wait list in time to go back to college. I was going to take a month off of school, but it didn't end up working out. Um, and it's something that I really do want to do and need to do. And so hearing any sort of comment from somebody saying, you have a serious issue, you need to figure it out. What's wrong with you? You're so weird. It's kind of just insensitive and disrespectful. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my disordered eating story. I have never been officially diagnosed with an eating disorder, but um, I do have disordered eating due to my obsessive compulsive disorder. I have had symptoms and kind of experiences related to most eating disorders, including anorexia, bulimia, um, and binge eating disorder, but they are not qualified as a disorder, but just disordered eating um, in relation to my obsessive compulsive disorder. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, and as I've said in the past, really be cognizant of your language when you talk about food. And please make sure to never comment on what other people are eating, how much they're eating, and... Um, you know, when they're eating, what they're doing with their food, because we're all going through our own struggles. And 80% of women have some form of disordered eating. So please make sure you think about that next time you are about to make some sort of comment. I really appreciate you guys listening to my story. I know it was a little long-winded and um, chaotic, and I'm sure that I am not unique in my disordered eating. And if you're going through something, know that you are not alone. Although my story is a little bit unusual, um, I'm sure that some people have similar experiences growing up with diet culture. pressure, outside pressure, as well as disordered eating in general. Thank you for listening to another episode of Journal Podcast, and I hope to see you guys next time, and have a great night.